Willow Astor, and today on Living in the Pages, I speak with best-selling author Adriana Locke. We discuss finding inspiration in everyday people, forging your own trail, and misadventures in Vegas. Hello, Adriana. Yes. Hi, Willow. How are you? I am good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good, too. Is everybody feeling better over there? We are, finally. Last week, I've never been that sick in my life. And when you are that sick and then you have four little boys who are also equally sick and your husband who is double sick because he's a man, um, <laughs> <laughs> it just goes on forever. I was like, I'm never going to get out of this. Oh, I'm so sorry. But the power of penicillin. So we are all better. Thank you. Good. <laughs> well, I want to congratulate you on your brand new release, Tumble. Thank you. Tell us about this book. It is special to me, of course. Um, it is a small town romance, which are my favorite to write. They always say to write what you know, and I know small towns. I grew up in a town of 900 people, and I graduated oh. with about 24. Um, there were 24 of us, I think. Oh. And so small towns um, kind of speak to me. So mm -hmm. when I was kind of designing this new world for Dogwood Lane, um, it, it seemed very fitting to put it in a small town in a little made up place in Tennessee. But it's, there's a lot of me in this story. Mm. Um, there's a cafe that a lot of the scenes take place in that's sort of based loosely off of a restaurant my mom owned, her, you know, my whole life. And oh, neat. It's just a feel-good kind of, you know, story of first love and second chances. Well, I can't wait. I have the audible of it, so I'm going to listen to that while I work on taxes. <laughs> <laughs> taxes are never fun. I just no. went to the accountant last week, and I was like, here you go. Take this stuff. I don't, I don't know what you want me to oh, do with it. You're so lucky if you have one who will. <laughs> <laughs> well, they haven't called me and said no yet, so we'll see. <laughs> nice. Well, I... Holidays with the Bells, um, my kids were with me there, and they cracked up when someone asked if I had any single dad books, and they just went on about, they thought that was the funniest thing, but I know people love that certain trope, and I wish I had known to say, look for Tumble. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good single dad, and I haven't written one before this. I've written single mom's of times, but never a single dad. So I thought it was fun to sort of take that in. And, and Dane has a daughter and she, you know, she's nine and to kind of explore that because I was definitely a daddy's girl growing up. Mm -hmm. And so they have a very special bond, I think. And it was a lot of fun to write. My reader seemed to uh, enjoy their banter and oh, sort of him trying to walk the line of being the dad, but not overreacting to everything that, mm -hmm. you know, I would imagine a dad would have a hard time kind of handling certain <laughs> questions and words and things. So it's fun. I can't wait to read it. How many books do you have and what order would you recommend starting? I think Tumble was my 20th novel. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. Thank you. I have a couple of series that Sway is the first book in my Landry family series and Crank is the first one in my Gibson Boy series. The Gibson Boy series is a small town series um, uh, that's similar to Tumble and Feel. So if someone's read Tumble and they enjoyed the small town aspect of that, they may be interested 
um, and hopping over to Crank. Okay. Um, and then I have some standalones, Sacrifice, Written in the Scars, Wherever It Leads, um, Lucky Number 11. My standalones are generally more angsty, um, okay. more sort of serious in tone mm-hmm. than my family series, which I kind of keep happy and light and joyful. Okay. When did you start writing? I've always sort of written, but I started writing seriously kind of on a dare from my husband back in, I think, 2013. Hmm. And so I kind of was kind of complaining that there was nothing I really wanted to read. And so he was like, you need to write your own book. And I was like, I could never finish it. I would get up and do too many other things. (laughs) So I picked at it over the course of a few months, and I had a novel eventually. so great. Do you write full time? I do. Are you a plotter or a pantser? I'm a plotter because if I was a pantser, we would never have anything coherent on the paper. (laughs) (laughs) I would be off doing other things they would be in Paris and then they would be scuba diving and there would be no there would be no rhyme or reason to anything so I have to sort of keep myself on track with a good outline so outline is the way you do it do you do a full outline scene by scene or just like a rough? it depends on the story some stories I will actually go scene by scene and break it down and this is what's going to happen in the scene to lead to the next one and sometimes I sort of just have the acts I know what needs to take place in each one to kind of get me to where I'm going Mm -hmm. but I let the characters drive more of how they get there Mm -hmm. and I found just recently there are templates that you can get for outlining for Scrivener oh so I've been kind of playing with those lately I really enjoy them I'll have to check them out I haven't paid much attention to that they just sort of fell into my lap I wasn't necessarily looking for it but I had bought an ebook and so it had popped up for me and I was like, oh, what is what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you find the most inspiration? You know, I think I find the most inspiration just from the people that I meet. You know, living in a small town is sort of as pigeonholed. Everyone's the same and everyone, you know, are busybodies and, and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is true. But If you just listen when you're in the grocery store, you know, when you're in the checkout line of the conversations taking place between the cashier and the lady in front of you or the guy in the auto parts store, you know, you're trying to figure out your oils. You know, if you just pay attention to the people who are moving around you every day, Mm -hmm. people are very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And I lift a lot of that. There may be a sentence someone says offhandedly in Walmart that may spark an entire an entire story for me. So just being more aware of what's around me mm-hmm. is sort of the best way, I think, to kind of get that insight into human thinking. Mm-hmm. What would you be doing if you weren't writing? Sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love political science and I love history. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do a variety of things in my life. I wanted to be a nurse practitioner and I wanted to be an archaeologist. And like I was very serious about many, many things. Mm-hmm. But I think I would probably be a professor. Mm-hmm. I, I love academics. I loved college. I love the whole idea of it. I love learning and I love being surrounded by people who are asking questions about things and not necessarily accepting you know, what everyone else is saying, but they're kind of Mm -hmm. listening and questioning and the curiosity of those sort of establishments. So I would probably find myself there, I think. I can imagine you would be a great one. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that, but (laughs) I would definitely, that's, I think that's where my heart would probably go. 
Now that you are done with Tumble, are you working on something else? Are you taking a break? I've taken a small break, but I am working now on Crazy, which will is in my Gibson Boy series. And it okay. is about uh, a character named Peck who... I get messages about every day. Um, my readers seem to be looking for his book, which obviously makes me extremely happy, but there's a lot of pressure that goes into that. So I'm trying yes. to straddle that, write what's true and what feels good, but also not buy into all of the, all of the, you know, the outside stress that I feel like um, expectations and things like that. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Do you ever get stuck? I do get stuck and I get, I get like paralysis by analysis. I think more (laughs) if I start overthinking it, which is not just a writing thing for me. It's sort of a life thing. I can overthink anything Hmm. like how to make mashed potatoes. I can overthink that until (laughs) my kids are starving at midnight, but I just try to remember the joy and the reasons why I write. That's good. I think we're at a signing together this year, Vegas, and I have never been. Do you have any Vegas tips for me? <laughs> <laughs> Vegas is one of my favorite signings. I've been a is few it? different times. Yeah. Um, pace yourself. <laughs> I've never wanted to go to Vegas. I'm a little scared of it. Well, okay. So I have a story for you. <laughs> I, I don't love Vegas as uh-huh. a whole. The whole city sort of intimidates me. I'm not a partier. I don't drink a lot. I would rather be home with my kids than anywhere. Like I'm yeah, very much like the boring too. person. So the first year that we went, my husband, I'm like, you're going with me to this thing. And so he literally brings drinks to the table, like milkshakes and things before. The, and he drops them in my pre-order box. <gasps> oh, Ruins half no. my pre-orders with chocolate milkshakes and wine oh. and stuff. The second year, we miss our flight. Oh. And they can only get one ticket. And so my husband's like, you have to go by yourself. And I'm like, to Vegas? I cannot go to <laughs> Vegas by myself. But of course I have to. And so he calls. So he's been before. So he understands like, you know, the process. There's the meet and greet. And then there's, you uh-huh. know, there's an after party. So he calls after the signing. And he's like, are you going out with your friends? And I'm like, well, I've just ordered pizza from room service. And I'm watching Fast and the Furious. So <laughs> he's like, you're the only person who goes to Vegas without their husband. And you're just sitting in there eating pizza. And I'm like, yes, because I'm clearly an exciting human being. <laughs> but Vegas is fun. The readers are so passionate there. It's so well organized. Aww. Just prepare for a long day yeah I'm I'm excited I'm just I've always been nervous about Vegas because I'm yeah like you I just I'm not into all that scene but I love meeting readers so I'm doing it well I'm glad that you're doing it and you will enjoy it the thing I do like about Vegas a lot is you have the opportunity to meet readers and readers seem to congregate in the little bars in the hotel so Mm. if you want to go hang out with just the readers for For a few minutes or for an hour or something, you can go down and do that and then just go back to your room. You don't have to do all of the Vegas stuff. That'll probably be me. (laughs) It'll be me too. So (laughs) I will see you there. (laughs) Do you have any tips for writers, both to people starting out or seasoned authors who are just struggling 
with getting their books out? I think the biggest thing is to remember that you have to do things your own way. There Mm. is not a cut and dried way. There's not a formula. There's not a template or an outline. You need to always remember to be genuine to who you are Mm -hmm. and to forge your own trail. What works for one person may not work for you. I do a lot of things that would be considered wrong, but it works for me. And it's how I feel like my business needs to be ran. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it is a business. And so always make decisions that you can get up in the morning and look in the mirror and not be ashamed of because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself. And I think in in my in my experience, um, those are the best decisions that I've made are some of the harder ones, mm-hmm. but they're the ones that I can always look at myself and feel proud. They don't always work. I'm like, well, that was the wrong call to make. But I know it's the one that my gut was, um, that my gut led me to. And you're, you, if you always follow your gut and your heart, you'll never go wrong. I like that. Does everyone in your town know you're a writer? Author? No, not really. I use a pen name because I have four sons. And so we, when I started to write and decided to publish, my husband was like, I really think that you need to use a pen name so that people, you know, we have boys that may be weird mm-hmm. for them, but they tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> they pass out my pens at school. So oh I think more people know than I think know, <laughs> <laughs> but not because of my own. I also live in the Bible Belt and I've had experiences yeah. where people have made comments to me that aren't informed about the romance. So it's kind of nice to have that shield a little bit, even locally, I think. Well, let's do a fast five. I will ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. Okay. Any writing rituals you have to follow every time you write? I have to listen to Spotify first and then turn it off when it's time to write. Mm, Okay. Last movie you saw? Instant Family with Mark Wahlberg. How was it? Oh, it's Mark Wahlberg. It's dreamy. (laughs) (laughs) It was really cute. And I took my kids and I wasn't sure because they're boys and they're all teenagers except for my 10 year old so I was kind of like they're probably going to hate this and wish we had seen Creed instead Uh and they actually liked it so that made my heart happy oh good what are you wearing now (laughs) I am wearing (laughs) my husband's sweatpants actually Uh my husband's hoodie as well and these gigantic crocheted socks that sort of look like Christmas stockings. They're like <laughs> knitted, but my feet were freezing this morning and I was like, these are going to be warm. Nice. So I look like I'm homeless today. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite age? The age I'm at now, I'm 38. I'll be 39 in like a few days. Aw, happy almost birthday. Thank you. This is my favorite age. I love that. I feel like I'm a little smarter than I have been. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely more patient than I have been. I don't get upset about a lot of things that I used to. I feel like I'm finally starting to sort of know who I am. Even though I've thought my whole life that I knew who I was, I really Mm -hmm. feel like I'm I feel like I'm getting there, and that feels good. Mm-hmm. What do you eat for comfort food? <sighs> what do I eat for comfort food? I drink fountain cokes for comfort food. Mm, I love Coke. It has to be Coke from a fountain in a styrofoam cup with the good ice. Oh, yes. Like hospital ice? Yes. The crunchy yeah. pellet sonic ice? Yes, sonic ice. 
Yeah, my, I love that. All of the problems in the world could be cured with this ice. I'm convinced of it. It is <laughs> my, my husband favorite. and I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> there is a ice maker you can get on Amazon. Really? But it's like $500. And it's with this ice. And so I have been eyeing this thing for years and years and years. And one of these days, I'm just going to buy it. Oh. If you do, let me know how it works because one day <laughs> I, totally I hope to do that as well. <laughs> it's like if I could have a if I could have that ice machine and a fountain coke machine, I would not have to leave my house ever. I would yeah. be so happy. It would be the pinnacle. Some people want like you know, like glam squads and new cars. I just want a fountain <laughs> coke machine and the good ice. That's it. Uh, I love it. Well, I think it's time for us to sing a song. Okay. I wasn't expecting <laughs> this. <laughs> um, I have two choices. Either I can't help falling in love with you or I swear. Oh, I love that. I know that one. Okay. That's a let's good do one. that one. All right. Okay. I swear. By, by the, the moon and the stars, stars in the sky, sky I'll, I'll be there. there. And I, I swear, swear <laughs> like, like a shadow that's by, by your side, I'll, I'll be, be there, there for better or worse, till death, death do us part, I'll, I'll love you with every beat of my heart, and I, I swear, nice. <laughs> I'm such a bad singer that my second my second son, when I used to sing to him when he was a baby, this is true, I swear it, he used to take his little bitty hand and cover my mouth with oh. it. <laughs> I was like, that tells you, you know you're bad when your baby's like, just stop, just stop. <laughs> but that was fun. It was fun. <laughs> and you have a beautiful speaking voice, so you're all set. I love how you talk. Well, I said it was fun. <laughs> I said I it wouldn't matter honest. because her speaking voice is amazing. So no, trust me. <laughs> around here, I've been singing "Shallow" from the from the uh, oh, no. for days. And last night, my youngest son, he's like, "Can we stop this already?" <laughs> He was like, Mom, and I'm like, you don't sing in public. And I'm like, okay, Aww. well, here I'll have to tell him I just sang on a podcast. You did great. <laughs> well, it was fun anyway. And, like, I'm 39 now. I don't even care. <laughs> uh, I hope you have a great birthday. Thank you. And thanks for doing this today. Thank you for having me. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. She is delightful. I'm dying that I told her she had a beautiful speaking voice right after she sang. <laughs> ah, oh well, I'll see you next time. <laughs>